out right there. Ben and Judd, if you guys would hand these out to everybody that's here, that's going to give you just kind of a guide so that you can follow along with me because we're talking about Sunday school. We're talking about discipleship. We're talking about the vision that we have for kind of reconstructing what we called Sunday school. We're going to have a little bit of a name change, going to have a little bit of a change in the way that it goes. And as pastors, we wrestled with this. We value that time. But for the greater good, we're looking at everything, everything that we do as a church. And this was one of the things that we looked at. We had the idea of, do we keep it? Do we do away with it? We wrestled with that. We met with some of the leaders, and we got the feedback from them, and we wrestled with it some more. We realized it's something that we're not willing to give up. We're going to keep it, but we're going to find out what it is that we need to do. We're going to reconstruct, and it took a lot of work, and it's going to continue to take a lot of work. And so my job tonight, Habakkuk chapter 2, he says, write the vision. Write the vision and make it plain. Write it on tablets. Well, guess what? We don't write on tablets anymore, but you've got paper right in front of you. And so I'm trying to make it as plain as I can because I wrestled. How am I going to do this? Do I preach a message? Do I teach? Do I? So this is basically going to be a Holy Spirit-inspired lecture. Now, don't walk away from me when I say that because I want to make this as plain to you because I want you to understand the vision we have. So that you can then run with it, because that's what Habakkuk says. Make it plain, write it on tablets, so that he who reads it can run with it. So I want everybody in here tonight to understand the vision and the reconstructing of Sunday school that we have, so that you guys can pick it up, take it off, and run with it. Because apart from your participation in this, apart from you buying into this, we don't have anything. And so we've done our part in putting this together. And I want to talk to you a little bit about discipleship, about the way that this is going to go. And so I've got some slides that hopefully we can get up there. Good. Lord gave me the thumbs up. There we go. Grow. So Pastor Brown actually texted me the other day. I told JoJo on Thursday. I said, man, we decided to go away from the title Sunday School, and we were throwing around the title Christian Education, because that's what we're shifting to. And that's not saying Sunday School wasn't doing that, but we're really trying to hone in on an emphasis And so we said Christian education. I told JoJo on Thursday, I said, I'm just not feeling Christian education. It still got a little bit too much, and I couldn't get the word out. And he said, kind of a school sound. And I said, yeah. I said, I wish we'd call it something maybe like grow classes. I just kind of threw that out and thought, I don't know, think about it. Yesterday, as I'm pressure washing a sidewalk, it's freezing cold. I'm pressure washing a sidewalk. I get a text message from Pastor Brown. Out of nowhere, we haven't talked since Thursday. And he says, what do you think about calling them grow classes? Based on 1 Peter chapter 2, and I said, absolutely, sounds great to me. I said, that's exactly what I was hoping to call them. So he said, we're just going to call that the mind of Christ. And so I've seen, even if that's a small thing, I've seen God work in the preparation of this. Listen, as spirit-filled people, we can get into many times the excitement or the enthusiasm. But listen, the Holy Spirit works as well in organization and in building and bringing things together. And I've seen God's hand as we've moved and as we've done this. And so that was just confirmation to me. So the first slide, God wants you to grow. If you're a child of God, God wants you to grow. He wants me to grow. Children of God, he wants us to grow. Grow came from 1 Peter 2, 2. It says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it, by it, you may grow up into salvation and a bold to grow. And it talks about growing into salvation. This is what God desires. He saved you, not to leave you as you are, but to shape you, to mold you, to build you up, to go from being an infant in Christ, because that's where we all begin, to a mature believer, walking in a knowledge of his Father. 
And so we go from this place of being like a newborn infant, and you have to have a desire within you. Infants long for milk. It's just innate in a child. They need that to grow. And as Christians, when we're saved, we have this burning desire within us to know God. But unfortunately, what happens a lot of times, we don't know where to turn. So we go to church and we go through Sundays and Wednesdays and all these things are wonderful. What we have to do as pastors and part of this is to take you on a journey that progresses. Start here, end here. Build upon it. And so you will grow up into salvation, growing into that mature stature of a child of God. Second Peter 3.18, Peter says this, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means growing in your understanding of the power and the presence of Jesus. To be a disciple is to be somebody that knows Jesus, that follows Jesus, that imitates Jesus. You grow in your understanding. And it's not simply about knowing about Jesus. It's knowing Jesus. Those are two separate things. They go hand in hand, but many people know about Jesus. The discipleship we want to take place in this church and really push is not just knowing about him, but knowing him, growing in our relationship with who he is. And part of that is absolutely the transformation of our mind. It takes knowledge. It takes study. It takes all of those things. But ultimately, I'm not trying to present to you guys more information, but I want this information to be about transformation. Lord, how am I being transformed or conformed? That's what Paul says, conformed to the image of Christ. That's like taking on a potter's wheel and taking that and pushing here, and, and the clay is wanting to push against it. We do that many times as well. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we get conformed, looking and talking and sounding and living and loving more and more like Jesus. And that's what it means to grow up. Next slide. We want you to grow. God wants you to grow because you're his child. As your pastors, as your shepherds, we want you to grow. This is where I'm passionate about. Paul, we got Paul, we have Peter. Here we have Paul, and he says this in Colossians. He says, him, talking about Jesus, we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, and listen to this, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That word for mature is teleos in the Greek. The picture that you get from that Greek word is a tree that is strong, that is rooted, that has roots down deep, that is holding up and bearing fruit. It is a mature tree. You've seen a sapling and you've seen a mighty oak. What we desire, what Paul desired for Christians was not to live as saplings, not to stay as children, but to mature and to grow and to bear fruit, to be strong, rooted in Christ. Verse 29 is dear to my heart. For this, presenting everyone, not just certain people, everyone. When I look across the church, we, we may have 20% of people coming to Sunday school, and I thank God for the 20, but my heart is for the 100. I can't stop. I'm thankful for the 20, but I'm after 100%. But in everyone mature in Christ. For this, I toil, struggling, praying, seeking, looking to God's direction, sitting in the office with Pastor and Jojo, wrestling these things out, going through after and after. Try this again. I wish you could have been a fly on the wall in some of it. We have put this idea. We put this idea. We put that idea. Then we wondered if the heat was ever going to shut off, if we were going to faint in this whole process. But we struggle. We toil with all of his energy. Catch that, all of his energy that he powerfully works within me. God called me, for whatever reason, to be a pastor and a leader. Still to this day, I'm dumbfounded by that, but this is something he put within me. 
to toil and to struggle to see other Christians grow. I am not satisfied with seeing Christians stay as infants. If they choose to do that, I can't force the issue. But I can do everything in my power and by the Holy Spirit to provide every opportunity for a child of God to grow. That's what I want to do. That's what we want to do as pastors. Katie's uncle, Baptist pastor for I think about 35 years, gave me some wisdom. This is from him and it's free. You can't lead, or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't what? Can't make him drink. He said, but you can put salt in his oats. That's what we have to do. For farmers, you get that. Other people are looking around. It'll come to you, I promise. You put salt in those oats, they eventually have to drink water. What we have to do is examine what we're doing. If the model or the teachings that we have are doing good, but not good enough, maybe we need to put some salt in there. Maybe we need to change some things up so that more people are coming to that water. And so that's what we're wrestling with, and that's what we did. And what we want to do is make mature, solid, spirit-filled disciples of Jesus Christ. The curriculum that we've kind of come up with fits all into that category, because if God wants you to grow, I want you to grow. And so the next slide, more disciples. We want to make more disciples. That should be on each and every one of our hearts because Matthew 28, Mark 16, Matthew 28 is called the Great Commission. And these are the, the words of Jesus. He says, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I'm with you to the end of the age. That's a commission because that's what we're left here for. Pastor Brown hit it on the head this morning. I've said it before. Uh, when you get baptized, uh, if it was God's plan to just take you out, you would have got raptured in that moment or we would hold you under and send you to glory on our own. You come out of that water transformed, a new creature in Christ, and you have a mission, you have a purpose. God saved you so that you might be a light to the world to go and make disciples, not just to receive. I say it like this. The gospel came to you to get to somebody else. So you have a purpose, you have a mission that he's left you here for, to make disciples. And we all have to ask ourselves that question. Am I making disciples? And what does that look like in my life? And that's something we have to wrestle with because God will ask us when we stand before him, did you make disciples? Did you go forward and obey my commandments? And that looks different in everybody's life. If you have children, if you have uh, family, friends, it looks different. But we can't be satisfied with just coming and receiving. We're called to give it away as well. And so Mark 16, we love this one because proclaim the gospel, cast out demons, speak in new tongues, heal the sick. We go in word and deed. So we have to learn not only to get information, but how do we put this into practice? And so the courses that we're going to talk about here in a minute that we've kind of chosen are not just to give you a bunch of ideas, but we're also going to find ways in the church and outside the church for you to put these things in practice. So what you learn here on a Sunday morning, you will have opportunities in the church and outside the church to put that knowledge to practice because what good is it just to receive if we can't learn to walk in it and grow in it? And so we demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit as we come to know more about God, about His Word, and as we go out and share that with others. So more disciples. The next slide is better disciples. We want to make more. Absolutely. We're always looking to the more. We're looking to the harvest to bring more people in. But we can't just look so far at everybody that's outside that we forget about the ones that are here. 
And so we want to always have an eye to making more disciples, but also a keen eye to making better disciples. And this is Paul again, and I love this, Ephesians chapter 4, because this is where it shifts the ball into my court. Paul says this, that the, the work of a pastor, the work of teachers is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And I circled equip. My job is not just to inform you about the work of ministry, it's to equip you for the work of ministry. That's two different things. I've got to inform you about it, but it's not just telling you, hey, here's this and this. I have to equip you. That means to give you tools, to give you things that you can use to carry out the work of ministry. If I'm going to stand on this stage tonight and tell you that you need to make disciples, if I'm a pastor, then it's my job to equip you to do that very thing. And so that's the way that we looked at these classes, at these courses that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Verse 15, if you jump a few verses later, Paul says this, we're to grow up in every way, catch that, grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So discipleship is about more than just gaining information. That's a part, but we're equipping you for the work that God has called you to do. And we want to grow up in every way, Paul says. So our job is to give you a healthy and balanced diet of the Word of God, to teach you how to study the Word, to teach you what the Word says, to talk about spiritual gifts, to talk about prayer, to talk about worship, to show you what that looks like. That's our job, to make more disciples, but also to make better disciples. In the next slide, it's a process. Let's just be honest. It's a process. We need to recognize that from the start. Remember what Peter said, like newborn babes. That's where we start. If you're at that point, do not be ashamed. That is where everyone starts. Then we want to get to being a mature follower of Jesus. Here's the thing. You're never going to reach complete maturity this side of the cross. Everybody still has room to grow. So you start as an infant and you go towards maturity. And so we've kept an eye towards that in, in picking these classes and courses for this first year. Some people will need kind of that basic Christian foundation. Others are ready for some of the meat. But what I want to ask you to do tonight is each class that we give you an opportunity to take, take it. Even if you look at it and say, I know this, you can learn more. There's more to be learned. Even if it sounds like a basic Christianity class, take it because one of your requirements is not just to learn for yourself, but to teach it to others. If you sit down across the table with somebody today, could you tell them about sin and salvation? Could you tell them about baptism? Could you tell them about communion? That's some of the things we want to talk about, some of the things we want to teach on. And when we're talking about growing, Jesus said, first and greatest commandment, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's first. But number two is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, yes, we want to focus on the first. But as you begin to love God, you will see people in a different light. And you will take the message, you will take the knowledge, you will take the gifts, you will take the power of the Holy Spirit, and you will want to share it with others. And so we want to grow in loving God and loving others. And so 13-week studies, I call them studies, classes, whatever you would like to call them, 13 weeks. We're going to kind of do this on a quarterly basis. And so the first 13 weeks, we'll have these courses running. I'm about to talk about them here in just a second. When you get done with one, then the next 13 weeks, jump into the next one. And after the last 13 weeks, jump into that one. And after the final 13 weeks, 
We're, we're wrestling with possibly breaking up men and women and doing a men's study for 13 weeks. We had good uh, results with that with JoJo's study and a women's study running simultaneously. But our vision for you is to go through each one of these courses, and that is going to be a healthy and balanced diet for you at the end of the year. And I put this in there, and we sang that song. I'm so glad we sang that. You're meant to be a river, not a reservoir. Think about that for just a minute. What is a river? It's flowing. Water's going through that. What's a reservoir? It's holding it. It's containing it. What we're meant to do is when we receive the grace of God, give it away. Give it away. When we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and it bubbles up within us, let it out. Let it out. So God blesses rivers, not reservoirs. So everything that you learn in these classes is meant with an eye for you to grow in your love and your ability to minister to others because that's what we're called to do. Love God and love others. And I was thinking about that song, I've Got a River. Caleb sings it a lot of times. I've got a river flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. We're spirit-filled believers. We want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. How can we keep it to ourselves? And so as we grow in the grace and the knowledge of God, let's take everything that we get and share it with others. And so now for the classes, first class that I've got up here for you guys, if you're looking at your sheet down there, you can kind of follow along. I'm going to tell you what it is, what it's about, what the purpose of the class is. And so the first one is prayer and worship. And so that'll be led by our own worship pastor, Shane Parrish. He'll have somebody helping him to teach that as well, but he'll be the main teacher of that class. And so prayer and worship. It's going to be a biblical overview of prayer and worship, and I highlighted and put in bold and underlined the main purpose of this class is to grow. Talking about growing. Grow in intimacy with Christ. That's the main thing we're talking about. We're talking about prayer and we're talking about worship. The ultimate aim is to grow in our intimacy and our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so some things you'll talk about, some things you'll go over in this. Uh, personal and corporate prayer. How do you pray individually? How do we pray as a church? That may seem like basic information, but we all have questions or we all have things that we need to learn involving personal prayer and corporate prayer. Discuss some of the common challenges found in prayer and worship. We all have things that we struggle with. And this will be an area where you can talk about it. If I preach a sermon or like I'm doing right now, there's not a lot of Q&A. But these classes will give you information and an opportunity to ask a question, to take notes, to hear something from somebody that's been walking in the faith for 50 or 60 years that they can share with you. And that's what I love about this. We're not going to base it on age. We're going to mix people together, and I hope that really happens where new believers and believers that have been walking together or walking with the Lord for years will sit together, will grow in their relationships, grow in their understanding, be able to share with one another, and at the end of this course, you grow in your intimacy with Christ. And the last thing is to become more effective and passionate in prayer and worship. I want that for myself. I want that. I want to be more effective in my prayers. I want to be more passionate in my prayers. I want to be more effective in worship, uh, more effective and passionate in both of these things. And I think about James, the, the prayer of a righteous person availeth much, or it is effective in its working. I want to know about that. And so Shane is going to lead you for 13 weeks on prayer and worship. And what I love about this is you'll come out of 45 minutes on prayer and worship right in here on a Sunday morning. You will be primed for worship. And Wednesday nights, we're gonna, can I share a little bit about Wednesday nights? Okay. 
Wednesday nights are going to shift and take a little bit of a different dynamic. Not drastically, but we're going to really push worship and prayer, especially intercessory prayer. And we're going to try to do prayer cards where when people come in here on Sunday mornings, they can write down on a prayer card a need or something that they would like to have somebody pray about. We're going to take that up in the offering. We'll have other ways as well. When we come in here as Wednesday night, as the people of God, we're going to pray over those cards. And we're going to believe that God is going to work in people's lives. And so we need to know how to pray. What does that look like? We need to know how to truly worship. And so there will be teaching and a little bit of exhortation on Wednesdays, but we're really going to shift into where we are a praying people. And then I'll share a little bit more about another course that's coming up right after this. But we want to be effective and passionate in prayer and worship, and this course is going to help you to do that. And so the next one, I'll be leading the next one. Uh, Barrett Christian will be helping me a little bit on this one, Spirit-Filled Living. I thought about calling it the Holy Spirit and Spiritual Gifts, but I'll tell you what, I, sh- I shifted it, Spirit-Filled Living, and it's going to be learning how to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. As Pentecostals, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't just want to talk about it. We want to live in that power. And so grow in our understanding or grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so we want to know who He is. I don't just want to receive gifts. I want to know the giver of these gifts. So I want to know more about Him and His work. And so we'll study the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. As Pentecostals, this is something that's near and dear to us. The baptism, the filling with the Holy Spirit, uh, to be the disciples of Jesus Christ that he's called us to be, to walk in that power. We'll talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the gifts, because many times we focus on the gifts and we neglect the fruit, but they're coming together. It is walking in the fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We want to be marked as people of the Spirit, not just by the gifts, but by the attitudes and by the actions. And so we'll talk about the gifts as well, though, because a Wednesday night service, if I'm going to equip you to be a minister, then I need to teach you about the gifts and tell you what they are, help you to tune in to the Holy Spirit. So when we come in here on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or a life group, and you know more about the way that the Holy Spirit works and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you yourself can minister to somebody a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. You can lay hands on somebody and pray for them. That's what we are called to do, Mark 16. That's not just for me. That's not just for Pastor Brown. That's for everybody under the sound of my voice. But how do we do that if we don't know about it? So we're going to learn about living the Spirit-filled life, uh, living in the power of the Holy Spirit. The next one you got on your list, Christian Foundations. I didn't want to do basic Christianity because it's more than that. It's a solid foundation. We've done a lot of this through the Purple Book, but we have a lot of people that have joined our fellowship that were not with us for much of the Purple Book. But even people that went through that, we can still learn more and press in. And so study the foundational Christian beliefs, growing in our understanding of the Christian faith. We'll talk about the Bible. What is the Bible? How did we get the Bible? God, who is God? The deity of Jesus Sin, salvation. We'll talk about the church, baptism and communion. And like I said, those may sound like things that you have studied all of your life and you probably have, but there's always more to learn. And this is a solid foundation that we never outgrow. And it's our responsibility to learn these things and pass these things on to the next generation. So Christian Foundations will be one of the courses that you'll be able to take. The next one, we're calling it Bible study. And now this is Brent's class. Brent's class right now will stay much the same, 
but we want to open it up to anybody that wants to come in. We're going to call that one a general Bible study. On Sunday mornings, you'll study various books of the Bible, various topics relating to Christianity. The purpose of this one is to grow in our love and knowledge of the Word of God, to develop a better understanding of the Bible, to study relevant topics concerning Christianity. They will continue to use the GPH material. We like the GPH material. But we looked at it, and you never know which three months it's going to do. And it doesn't always connect and doesn't always build. And so we're going to keep that in this class because it's good, solid material. But we've chosen in these others to make kind of a progression from this step to this step to this step. So anybody that's in Brent's class, if you see one of these courses, uh, Spirit-Filled Living or Prayer Worship, you can step out of that class for 13 weeks, be a part of that, and you can come back to that class if you want to, or you can go to another one. But we're leaving that class on Sunday mornings because it's a valuable class, and we want to open it up to more people, but we also want to encourage those that are a part of it to go be a part of one of these other courses. Give some of your insight. Give some of your information. Get some of the information that's going to be given. So you'll still have that opportunity. That'll be in here on Sunday mornings in the sanctuary. And then the last one is Miss Joanna South's friendship class. And so this is women in the Word of God. Growing in fellowship with other women of faith. So ladies, this is a great class for you to be a part of. I've talked with Miss Joanna. They're in a, a study right now of hermeneutics. Big word, but that's how to study the Bible. I can tell you to read the Bible, but there's a difference between reading it and studying it and knowing how to make connections, how to put this together, how to put that together, how does this connect with this. And so these ladies are really studying something deep right now, but it's beneficial. It's not so much over your head. It's getting you in the Word. It's helping you to see how to make connections and then learning how to live as a woman of God. And so this class is still, it's going on now. It's going to continue to be uh, going on after this. And so we want you ladies to be a part of this, the friendship class, to continue to grow as a woman of God. And then the last slide, I shared it with you earlier, but this is it. Habakkuk chapter 2. This was just pressed on my heart. I didn't have all this till about two hours ago. Right, wrong, you guys will tell me. But I just wanted to make it as plain as I possibly could for you guys. And I know there will be more questions, and that's fine me. I want to answer any question you have. But I want you guys to catch this vision. We want each and every person in this church to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. We want to make more disciples and better disciples. And this Sunday school model shifting to what we're going to call grow classes, 13-week discipleship studies is one of the ways we're going to do that. If you come in this church on January 5th and you walk through the doors and you decide, I'm taking prayer and worship for 13 weeks, and you go through that, you're going to grow and become more effective in your prayer life and in your worship life. And then if you step over and do Spirit-filled living for 13 weeks, you're going to know more about who the Holy Spirit is, the fruit, the gifts, the power of the Holy Spirit, how to live as a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. You can step out of that. You can go to basic Christian, the foundational Christian beliefs. You can learn about the things that are uh, true to Christianity. What is it? How do we share it with others? What are the things that we hold to as Christians that set us apart from other religions? And then you can get into uh, a friendship class if you're one of the ladies. You can get into Brent's class if uh, uh, ladies or gentlemen. And so we just want to continue to progress, progress through the classes, take these classes, and at the end of the year, give us feedback. We're going to be critiquing this as we go. That's one of the things we're going to do. We want your uh, information. We want to know what's working, what's not. But we really feel like this is going to be something that's going to be good, that's going to draw some people in that maybe not 
have been attending Sunday school and strengthen those that are already there. And so that's that looking to the 100%. How do we bring more people in, teach on topics that more people are going to be interested in, to dive into, to have a set window. When you start here, you end here. Because a lot of times you start in a study, and it may go for a year or two years. And if you've ever been that teacher, it doesn't matter how good you are, things begin to go away. They begin to kind of wind down. And that's nothing on the teacher. But having 13-week windows gives us time to push into these subjects, to go beyond just a normal Bible study. This is kind of right in between what I would say a Sunday morning Bible study and college-level courses. We're pulling in a lot of the Berean course material, if you guys know what that is. That's what we use as pastors to get credentialed. And so we're going to be pulling in a lot of that. So you're going to get milk and you're going to get meat. You're going to be able to grow. You're going to be able to learn things that are new. You're going to be challenged and strengthened in your faith. And you're going to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And these are going to start on January 5th. So it's right around the corner. We're going to have some sign-up sheets. And if you are looking at it and you say, I want to take prayer worship and I want to take spirit-filled living or I want to... Listen... Pick one because on the next 13 weeks, they're still going to be available. So you don't have to think, well, if I miss it this 13 weeks, it's over. No, you pick the one that you're drawn to first. You take that one. And then the next 13 weeks, you pick up that next one. And the next 13 weeks, you pick up the next one. So don't feel like the first 13 weeks, you have to pick one because you'll never be able to pick the others. No, you'll have the opportunity as we go through this year to take each one of these courses that you would like to take. So does that, does that make sense? And I do want to just, can we just do questions real quick, if anybody has any? Does anybody have any questions or comments? I'll leave it open for you guys. Anybody? Okay, Julie. Okay, children's will be the kind of the same that it is right now. Children will still be in their classes. So what I've been talking about is adult Sunday school. Thank you for that. Adult Sunday school. Youth, they have their thing going. If they wanted to come into some of these classes, they would be more than welcome. But primarily, this is adult. Kids will be looking the same, except kids will be going away from the GPH material and into the grow curriculum grow curriculum that Aaron and Chelsea are using on Sunday morning. So what the kids will learn in Sunday school that morning will tie in with what they'll get in kids' church, correct? So that's going to be the only difference in kids. They'll still be the same classes, same times, and all that. This is just for the adults. Anybody else? Dylan is going to lead a class. Dylan is leading one of the classes. He's leading the, the basic Christianity class or the Christian foundations. Uh, Miss Andrea is going to be joining kind of in with that because Dylan and Julie, along with Joe and Ann, will be kind of co-leading that class. So she's going to be helping to lead that with Dylan. Uh, Miss Joanna's class is still continuing. Brent's class is still kind of continuing. So everybody, and that was one of the things we talked about. We don't want to pull away teaching opportunities from anybody. And so we gave the opportunity to teach, asked Miss Joanna if she would like to be with Shane, but she liked her study and where they're at and want to continue to press into that. So we didn't want to take that away because we value it. And so that class will continue. And so anybody that's teaching right now will still have the opportunity to teach, but that is a great point to bring up. One of the other things I want to see is I want to see more people teaching. And so I'll be teaching on a three weeks on, one week off. The week that I'm off, Barrett will be teaching. And my hope in that is because, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, he's not here. Barrett's got a gift. I see that gift in him. I've got to give him opportunities. But a lot of times we don't want to teach maybe 13 weeks in a row when we're first getting into it. 
So as we go through these classes and we see people that have gifts and callings and they need to be teaching, we can then plug them in on that one-week rotation. Maybe by the next 13 weeks, they're ready to lead a class. So we hope that this will also bring up and raise up more teachers because we've got gifted men and women in this church, ones that are already teaching and ones that are going to be teaching in the future. And so the ones that are already there, most of their classes and everything are continuing or they're picking up one of these classes and leading it. Anybody else? Yes. To help with the kids? Kind of be on a rotation, like where you'd be in with the kids and be in with one of these. Uh, the people sitting next to you would be the ones to help you the most on that. Yeah, Aaron and Chelsea. We kind of have to coordinate. We kind of have to coordinate on that. But if you said, you know what, I want to take prayer and worship for 13 weeks, you may step out of children's for 13 weeks, but then as soon as it's over, step right back in. Or, because it, it would be hard for you to uh, kind of in and out, in and out. And so you may have to let them know, hey, for 13 weeks I'm going to be out, but then I'll be back. And that would give them time to pull somebody else in. That's just kind of right off the top of my head thinking about that. They can always use new people in the kids' ministry. Amen. amen. I heard that amen. Okay, anybody else? Questions? And you ask me more as we go back here, but I'm just, anybody that wants to ask right now, I'll give you that opportunity. Does it make sense? That's the main thing I need to hear. Does it make sense? You see the progress we're trying to make. I want, I want to think about that person that steps in the door of our church that gets saved under the preaching of Lee Brown, is put in that water. What do we do with them? What do we do as a church? What is our process? What is our pipeline to take somebody that's a new believer and at the end of a year that they've spent in our church, we can say they're mature? That, that's what we have to do as pastors. Or to take that person that's been following the Lord for 50 years but still has gifts inside of them that, man, maybe they need to be reawakened a little bit. Maybe they need to talk about prayer and worship and get back into that closet and talk about these things and share. Share with a new audience the things that they know. And so we're, we're trying to look at everybody, and it's difficult as pastors, but I am excited about this because for me, to the best of our ability, I can say it's going to take that person that's an infant in Christ, it's going to take that person that's mature, it's going to take that person in between and give them a path to step on. Because Christians are buying books off Amazon, we're going to conferences, we're running here, we're running there. should be happening in the church. And it is, but a lot of times it's not structured. You know, when you put a kid in, in elementary, they get taught. Then they go to middle school and they get taught. And then they go to high school and they get taught. And we have this process to take them from kindergarten to graduation and, and kind of judge that. We don't really have that a lot of times in the church. We step in, we preach and teach, and it's all good, but it, it's so much coming in. Now we're trying to kind of get a finer process. Did you take the prayer worship class? I did. I've grown in that, okay? Would you think about spirit-filled living? Absolutely. You know, we have a process for people. If new people come in, Instead of saying, we have a Sunday school class for a certain age group, nothing wrong with that. But we can say, hey, we've got these grow classes. Prayer and worship, spirit-filled living, uh, Christian foundations. We've got a Bible study class. Any of those that, that sound like something you want to study, they're here, they're here, and they're here. And we can let people come in and say, man, I'm, I am excited about that. I do want to learn about that. And they can go that direction. So it helps us as a church, too, to, to kind of guide people towards these things. Did you have nothing? Right there. Yes. Yes. 
Absolutely. That's, that's one of the things, and JoJo's big on this, and I've started to try to pick up on it. We want to uh, present something that's clean and that's easy to understand and to kind of follow. And this is the courses for this year. At the end of this year, or even before this year, but I would say that we'll run these through the year, uh, we, we'll look at these again and say, you know what? We feel like we may need to do these again. We have more interest, or we may need to go and do a whole new thing, and we'll, we'll deal with that in October or something like that. My thing for you guys, buy into it. If you're already here at Sunday school, let's just step over and transition into this because we can't do it without you. If you're not going to Sunday school, I want to encourage you, be a part of it because we're putting in prayers, we're putting in time, we're putting the information in front of you to grow as a believer in Jesus Christ. You don't have to go to Amazon. You don't have to go to the next Christian conference. Praise God if you do those things. But you don't have to leave this church to grow. And that's what we're trying to give you, a healthy, balanced diet to grow as a child of God. And so think about these courses. Think about these classes. We'll have a sign-up sheet probably starting this Sunday because it's right around the corner. But remember, whichever one you're led to this first time doesn't mean you're not going to have the opportunity to take the others. So go with which one is standing out to you, the one you feel drawn to. Husbands and wives, go together, go separate. That's up to you guys. I think it's great to go together, but you can separate if you feel like I need prayer and worship and, and she needs spirit-filled living. Be careful here, guys, okay? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. She says, I need spirit-filled living. You better not be telling her which one she needs to take. I think you need to take spirit-filled living. Probably not going to work out too good. But we want you to grow, and that's why we're calling it Grow. And listen, we're going to call it Sunday School. That's just what we've done for so long. But we're trying to shift and transition into calling them Grow Classes or Grow 13-Week Discipleship Studies because that's the emphasis we want. And when I say the word grow, growing in your love for God, growing in your love for others. So you're going to be learning practical information that you can, you can understand, you can take in. Man, you're just going to be able to step in here, praise God, worship God. And then you're going to be equipped, equipped to minister to others. And that's something I'm passionate about. So as we shift these Wednesday night services, as we have our Sunday night services, man, as we talk about prayer and worship and spiritual gifts, I want to see a church that starts to operate in these things. And when we come in here, you guys aren't waiting for us every time to lay hands on somebody. You say, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I've got a prophetic word to share, and you can step up and share that. Or you know what? We are going to pray, and now I know more about prayer. I'm going to get at this altar, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to call out to God with fervency, effectively, and I'm going to worship. So I could keep going. I'll just We're right at the 6 o'clock hour, though. So, Grow grow as a child of God. Take these classes. Buy into this vision. Give us feedback. Let us know the things that are working, the things that are not. We're going to press into this for this year. I believe that we're going to grow down deep into God. We're going to put roots down. We're going to grow out wide. We're going to reach out to people. We're going to make more disciples, but we're also going to press in. A lot of times we talk about growing down. We talk about going out. We're going to press into God and learn more about who he is and what it means to be his child. Amen. I'm going to pray. Are we good? Pastor, do you have anything else you want to share? Okay. Absolutely. You guys, if you've got your sheet, just bring it forward. We'll pray over it. We're going to pray over the leaders of these classes, over the people that are going to be uh, participating in these classes, because I heard a guy the other day say this, because we've wrestled with this. God, are we doing the right thing? Are we not doing the right thing? Where are we going? We feel confused. And I was listening to somebody talking, and he said, to leaders. Do you feel like you're confused? Do you feel like you're doing this? Are you trying to catch up to the Holy Spirit? And internally I was saying, absolutely. 
And he said, that's right where you need to be. You don't ever need to be in a spot where you create something and say, now God, get in it. You want to find out what he's doing, what he's shifting, what he's moving, and you want to follow and get in line with that. And so we're going to pray over these. So I would ask you to do that. Lay your hands on these sheets. And we're going to pray. I want you to do that right now in your own words and in your own ways. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the students that are going to be a part of this, God. Pray for the people that are not in our church right now, but that are coming in. That they might grow as disciples of Jesus Christ.